It's a book truck journey. Come along with me. It's a book truck journey. Come along with me. <laughs> okay, friend. So I have recorded this intro a few times and had a bunch of really big moments. So you know what? I'm just going to let this one run and whatever happens, happens. Okay. That's, that's how we're going to do it today. That's exactly how I'm feeling. So welcome to Monday. Hey, how are things in your world? Let me fill you in a little bit on things that are happening in the book truck world right now. So if you are part of my Daisy Chain Book Company email list, you got uh, an update recently about all the things that have been going on. So let me just fill you in if you do not get those updates. We have done so many online orders since COVID started, which is kind of a different change, as I mentioned in previous episodes. Daisy has always been just a book truck that goes out and meets people face to face, and that's how we do business. But because of COVID, that hasn't really been the way. So we did a lot of online orders. Gratefully, we already had all of our books listed on the database. So that was not something we had to start from scratch. But we are always constantly hearing from you and trying to think how we can do things better. So we have added things to our website and made things more efficient in some areas. We're also doing pickup now. So if you order books online, you can pick up books at the events and markets that Daisy is out and about doing. Um, gosh, what is she doing? We are also, we have ways on our website where you can now add book reviews because come on, let's face it. One of the best ways to get book suggestions and to find out if a book is actually worth our time and our money is about hearing from a reader who has actually read the book, not from publishers and people who are going to make a lot of money based on what they say or who are getting paid for their reviews, but legitimate awesome, authentic reviews from people who said, yeah, this is great, or no, skip it. I personally am not offended. You can say whatever you want about the book. That is totally your opinion. And I want you to be able to educate other readers who are curious and want to hear what you have to say. So that is something we do now. Um, We also do a couple of other things like we do if you liked this, then you might like that in terms of pairing suggestions as what other people have done on the site in terms of they ordered one book and they also got this book. So, you know, if you like to do other people have done, that is a great way for you to move forward. Um, And also we're just trying to change things better on the delivery options and making sure that people are very aware of where their books are. You know, sometimes you place an order and you think, okay, I don't have it in my hand. When am I going to get it? I haven't heard anything. What is the deal? I kind of hate that. I don't know how you feel, but I I don't like that. If you go into a store, you pay for the book, you take the book, you have the book. It's that's very simple. I'm kind of old fashioned like that. So that's how I like to do it. So now we have added things so that if you order books, you are getting much more direct contact. If a book is going to be delivered, you will know it is on route to you. It is prepared for delivery, all of these things. So we are trying to keep you as involved as possible. I kind of like that. So I want to do that for you. So that is something we're doing on the website end of things. As well, Daisy the book truck is back in the world, y'all. So she is going to markets. We're doing out-of-town markets. We're doing events. We're doing a lot of private parties for people, which is so fun. There is nothing better than pulling into your own space and you get the truck all to yourself and to your favorite people. It is the coolest. It is the absolute coolest. 
<sighs> so yeah, and I'm constantly updating books to the website and we're answering all sorts of emails and we're changing how we communicate with people by adding the chat option onto our websites and to our social media so that you can chat with me right away about things. So yeah, it's, oh you guys, it's so much. It's so busy. Plus we're also doing things behind the scenes that I can't really tell you about yet, but you know, we're buddies. So as soon as I know, don't worry, I will let you know. So that, I know it's a lot, right? That is the book truck world right now. It is, it is very busy. And so for me to sit here and just relax and drink my cinnamon dolce coffee with light whip, no foam, that's how I take it, to sit here and drink that and talk with you is just kind of a nice break. And you know what, you guys, today I'm going to share a conversation I had with somebody who is so awesome. Because of my book truck, I was able to do a delivery to her and meet her and talk with her. And you know how there are people that you meet and you just want to spend more time with? You just want to sit down and say, okay, I have things to do, but let's just screw all that and let's just sit here and let's just get to know each other. Let us just gab until we are done. That is how I felt about this guest. So today's guest is Kelly Buckley, who is a social worker extraordinaire. She might not want me to say that, but I think she's extraordinary. So I'm going to let her tell you about what she does because she explains it far better than I could. And I just think that the way she presents herself and her passions is so beautiful and so articulate. And I really can't wait for you to hear from her. So without doing too much talking of my own, I want you to hear from Kelly. So let's go. Okay. Well, and Kelly, it is so nice to be talking with you today. Well, thank you. I'm very, um, I'm thrilled to actually have the invitation and I feel very humbled that I'm somebody worth talking to. So thank you. Oh, you're definitely somebody worth talking to. (laughs) And if it would have been more appropriate, I would have just sat down in the grass when we first met and just had a good old (laughs) cup of squat with you. Absolutely. I was so excited that you came in and came in Daisy. I mean, that was just a thrill a minute to see a book truck pull up to my house. (laughs) It's not every day, is it? No. Oh, man. So can you please tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for work and for play? Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I am a registered social worker by profession. Um, I knew way back in grade seven that social work was my calling. And um, I kind of engineered my high school and then uh, post-secondary and graduate education to align with that. So I... Uh, did my BA and BSW at the University of Regina and my MSW at Dalhousie. And uh, for the last 24 years, which is hard for me to believe, um, mm-hmm. I've been working for the government of Alberta in various capacities as a social worker. So I've been a child protection worker. I've been a family violence and bullying prevention coordinator. Um, I've been a policy analyst. And now I am the director of gender equality and advancement and training with the culture, multiculturalism, and status of women ministry. So very much focused on how gender equality can be uh, advanced within uh, government machinery here in Alberta. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so inspired by you because I, having, I mean, social work, you know, is very much close to my heart. Having been a social worker myself, I, I know all of that it, requires of you and all of the work that's done behind the scenes and the passion you have to do to 
just keep going sometimes when you don't see the rewards from your labor. You don't know the impact that you have necessarily. So it is it is a very, very diligent uh, profession. And I'm so proud of you for all that you've done. You've yep. really had yep. your fingers in so many cool pies. Yeah, it's um, when I think about it now and I look back, like gender equality and advancing um, equity issues for women and girls has always been at the core of the, the work that I do. And so um, it is kind of nice uh, to look back at my career and say, oh, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I feel like I did make a difference there. And I have relationships with young people that I met when I was a brand new social worker in the 90s that I, I'm still very much connected with today. So um, you're, you're very right in that you may not see the immediate effect, but it's that ripple like a stone dropped in water that you hope creates change over time, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I think that the profession definitely needs more people like you who have such a broad range of skills, because then your voice at the table has such significant impact. You don't just talk about the one little thing you did yesterday. You're thinking about a broad range of life experience. And I I would love to sit down with you at a table in the social work you know, sphere yeah. and just hear all of the things you have to say. I think, I think you're so inspired. Oh, I really well, thank you so much. And post-pandemic, I would love that. <laughs> and if it was on the floor of Daisy with maybe some wine, even better. Oh, you know, that would be really fun. We'll just sit on the floor, exactly. pop a bottle. Yep. I'm totally down. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally legal, but I'm down with that anyway. Yeah. You know what? what legal schmeagle. <laughs> we can make it work. <laughs> and Kelly, what do you do to play? Um, I really like to travel. Uh, I... I have had some amazing travel experiences and I always find that um, going somewhere new where you've never been and meeting people and experiencing culture and understanding that we are but a, a tiny part of the, the global community um, is, is really nourishing and it's, it's rejuvenating and it's something to like look forward to. And, and I just, yeah, travel, travel would be my thing. Mm. Do you have another trip planned for when this is all over? Well, sadly, no, this year I turned 50. So it was supposed to be a big deal. And I was, you know, looking at doing a, a, a significant trip somewhere that I'd, I'd never been. A girlfriend and I were speaking about, you know, maybe going to Hawaii or something. Uh, so, so far, no plans in place because I don't know when that'll even be possible. But uh, I did do a trip of a lifetime last year, this time year. Um, I spent over a month in Africa, visited three countries, did 20 different safaris. It was amazing. It was a dream come oh. true, a thrill of a lifetime. And so um, I catch myself looking at my photos from last year and my WhatsApp messages to my family group and uh, just reliving some of that because that was such a phenomenal trip. And truly, if I never get to take another one because of, of the world uh, and it, the circumstances of COVID, I will be okay because that, that trip was just absolutely magical. Oh, that does sound so good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, I think, and I, to take that length of time to do it, I think is so smart because I think you miss so much when you just go in and out quickly and you just see the the blip on the radar. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a long 
it was like it's two full days of travel by air to get there mm-hmm. um and so i was like if i'm here i'm here for a good chunk of time and i want to fully be immersed in you know every experience that i can participate in and so yeah i spent time in south africa eswatini and kenya oh that sounds so nice yeah it was it, <sighs> like i say it was magical it was I kept pinching myself because I was like, how is this my life? How am I here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's those moments that really just kind of take you out of your regular comfort zone and your routines and your perspective. And it just, you're right, it does broaden your whole thinking of the world and your place in it. Yeah, 100%. And happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah, not till August. So, but uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's a new decade for me. It's a, it's a new birthday year. Like, so it was supposed to be a year full of new beginnings and opportunities, but it may be uh, coronavirus had some other ideas. (laughs) Different kind of new opportunities. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like how to cook for myself and clean and, oh God, Marie Kondo, the shit out of my house. Oh, sorry. We're probably not allowed to swear on here. You know, you can, you can say whatever. (laughs) I have yet to put one of those explicit E things on my podcast. So this might just be the first one. I'm okay with that. You just say whatever the heck you want. No, no apologies. (laughs) No, no apologies whatsoever. Even though I edit, I don't censor. So you go right in. Good to know. So now you are aware of the Rapid Fire 30. Yes. Right? I know. So I didn't didn't send you all the questions. No, and so I feel like I'm on like, you know, family feud with Richard Dawson. And it's like (laughs) 100 people were surveyed and survey said, and I have to slap the answer super quick. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so some of the questions you have ahead of time, and the other ones I thought were probably something that would change, like the book that you're reading right now or whatever, so I didn't give those to you ahead of time. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start, and you can go through it. Ready? Ready. Okay. What is an author you'd most like to have coffee with? Amy McKay, the writer of The Birth House. Awesome. Which fictional world or time period would you like to spend a weekend in? You know, I think I would pick the 40s or the 50s because I would really like to meet my parents as children. Ooh, neat idea. Yeah. Name a book that changed how you see the world. Um, Shake Hands with the Devil from Romeo Dallaire. That rocked my world. I remember that book. What is a book that broke your heart? I have two. Um, I Dreamed of Africa by Kuki Gulman. I just sobbed my guts out. And The Lovely Bones by Alice Siebold. If the story of your life were made into a film, who would play you? <laughs> um, I would pick Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah, I like her. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What is a book that did not live up to its hype? The Illegal by Lawrence Hill. Did not like. Okay. And what is a book that wasn't hyped enough? Um, you know, I'm going to selfishly plug my friend's book. Uh, Avril's Phoenix and Resilience is Futile. The Life and Death and Life of Julie S. Lalonde. Perfect. What is a book that should never be made into a film? I don't even know. 
I don't even know. I did no, like okay. in my mind, I can't think of a book that I don't also think is a movie, unfortunately. That's okay. Yeah, that's I can't think fun. of one. And what is a screen adaptation that's actually better than the book? I would have to say Out of Africa and The Color Purple. Oh, I love those. Mm -hmm. And mm. I, Out of Africa, largely because I actually got to, and I know we're not supposed to give commentary, this is rapid fire, but this is a rapid fire answer. Yeah. I actually got to mm. like visit Karen Blixen's house. Oh, my God. oh you did? Yeah. <gasps> and that's where they oh. filmed all the outdoor shots. So it was like, oh my God, I'm in a movie. That movie was so magic for me. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Um, what was the last book you stopped reading? Bellevue Square. What was the last book you bought? Well, I bought Little Fires Everywhere, but it was part of two huge bags of books that I bought from Daisy Chain Book Company. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last book that someone gave you? Um, Mona El Tahawi's The Seven Necessary Sins for Women and Girls. What was the last book you reread? I just did this, Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Mm. Last book you suggested to someone? I told my little sister she needs to read Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, that's a good one. It is. Last book you posted a picture of? Julie's book. So Resilience is Futile, The Life and Death and Life of Julie S. Lalonde. What is the book you're reading right now? Breathing Lessons. Mm. What is the next book you can't wait to start? I haven't met this book yet, but I do know that it'll be one of the many that are in the two big giant bags of books I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best literary villain? Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. From... From Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. Name the first three books that come to mind. The Year of Magical Thinking, Book of Negroes, and The White Bone. Mm. E-book or tree book? Tree book, definitely. <laughs> Borrow or buy? Buy. What is the weirdest thing you've used as a bookmark? A bra. <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite place to read? I have a big chair in my living room that I curl up into and then my cats sit on my lap. So that's my favorite place. Perfect. What is a book you loaned out and never got back? I don't actually get precious about my books. I give them away all the time, leave them in airports. I buy them and then share them back out in the world. So I've never loaned something that I've missed terribly. Oh, that's a good answer. What is a book you borrowed and never returned? I did borrow out of Africa from someone. And I I know I've ne it's mine. I don't even remember who I borrowed it from. Oops, sorry. Um, and I, <laughs> but I never gave it back. <laughs> How do you organize your bookshelves? I do have bookshelves where the books I don't give away, I, I, I keep. But mostly I have a piling system. And I just have piles of books all over my house. <laughs> what is the thickest book on your shelf or your pile? An illustrated version of the Book of Negroes. I love it. Illustrated? Yeah, it's magnificent. Oh, wow. 
What is your favorite word? <laughs> um, okay, right. This is a family show. It's so okay. I will say feminist is my second favorite F word. <laughs> True story. <laughs> okay. I love it. What do you drink while you're reading? Uh, depends on the time of the day. Uh, coffee, wine, or tea. Love it. And how many books did you read last year? 59. And you have just completed a rapid fire 30. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, yay, that was that was fun. That was not hard at all. No, it wasn't. I love it. <laughs> I just think that's awesome. <laughs> I love that you used a bra as a bookmark. Oh, totally. I, I like seriously, 5.30 p.m. is bra o'clock. And yeah, if I'm yeah. sitting down and it's bugging me, that's it. And I've had to use it for a bookmark before. That is so brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I love it. Um, how would you describe your reading life, Kelly? I have always read. Like my earliest memories are sitting in the kitchen with my mom while she was either making dinner or, or doing dishes. And I would have to read to her. I'm assuming it was like a school assignment or whatever. Uh, grade three in Mrs. Barron's class, the Scholastic Book Fair. I thought mm -hmm. I died and gone to heaven. And so, you know, it was a big deal to be able to buy a book and then take it home and, and read it. Um, and have always uh, read for pleasure, read for escape. Um, and then in the near past have like also read for, for healing and transformation. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I lose myself in reading. I read two or three books a weekend. Um, I really, I just find it a good distraction from perhaps what's going on in the world or needing an escape. Um, and sometimes it's just the nicest way to enjoy the weather. That's a good point. That is such a good point. I remember somebody saying to me once, oh, a rainy day, that's a perfect, you know, time for reading. And I thought, well, so is a summer day. Yeah. So is a winter day. So is every day. Yeah. There's, there's always a time when you can just curl up with the book and really enjoy the most of the environment that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. That is really cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your love of reading with us. Thank you for asking me about my love of reading because yes I'll talk about that all day long well it is my pleasure and that's one of the coolest things about having the book truck is that I get to drive around and meet people who have this fabulous love for books just like I do and it makes me feel so normal because mm -hmm. I find my like book peers everywhere I go yeah absolutely well after you left the the day that Daisy came um I have a little neighbor she's seven she was just absolutely fascinated because a bookmobile has never been part of her growing up so to know that there was this magical truck that was full of books that might come back and visit one day she was just in awe of that and I just think what a lovely gift to be able to have given to her through my own love of books yeah. Well, I'm happy to bring the truck by. If she ever wants to walk around in there and play and have a peek, she can you just let me know. I'll bring it by anytime. Oh, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, that conversation was so fun. And Kelly, yes, you and I are definitely going to have that drink and that papa squat, sit down, have a real heart to heart conversation in the future. COVID is going to be in the rearview mirror and we're doing it. Okay. So, 
let me talk about something that is going to be coming up that you get to be a part of. So I'm going to be doing a future episode where I put together a list of bibliotherapy titles. Now, bibliotherapy is a title that I heard uh, on, I think it was Ann Bogle's What Can I Read Next podcast. And that was just such a fun idea. So I was, I'm driving along, I'm listening to her, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, bibliotherapy, all of the like comfort foods for books, right? All the things that we think about in terms of this just makes me feel all the things. Like if I could have mac and cheese and good tea and a fuzzy blanket wrapped up in a book, what would that be? So I have some titles, of course, but I want to hear from you. I think there is so much richness in all of us sharing things together rather than just hearing what one person has to say. I learn from you and I want everybody else to learn from you too. So here's what I want you to do. You ready? Okay. So I want you to choose one or two literary comfort food titles. So on your phone, you can record an audio clip of a brief summary of your favorite literary comfort food and email it to me at brandy at daisychainbook.co or record an audio message and text it to the number in the show notes and then I will have you on this podcast. Does that sound like fun? I cannot wait to hear from you. I desperately want to hear other voices. You know, let's make this a real human community kind of thing. I don't want to be somebody who's always just standing at the podium talking. Blah, 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 blah. I want to hear other things too. And I think what you have to say is worth hearing. So send me your audio messages. I cannot wait to hear them. So friends, wherever you are and whatever this week brings, I hope that this week for you is magnificent. Here's to your next great story. Talk to you soon.